Friedrich Nietzsche was a German philosopher known for his critique on morality and religion, as well as his philosophical conventional ideas. In a recent research paper published inside of the Arena of Identity by Stephen A. Schultz, I read this line about him. To Nietzsche, the reason why we must undertake the difficult task of self-cultivation is the realization that we need to free ourselves from narcissism and its pathological symptoms founded within the self, particularly if we are going to achieve a temperate and mature ego that's healthy for both the self and for others. In today's episode, what we want to talk about is self-mastery. The self-cultivation that was important to Nietzsche and what he preached about. How is that exactly achieved? And how often should we really be asking questions that contribute to our mastery of ourselves? Are you asking yourself the important questions? What kind of growth are you chasing? Can you repackage fear as incentive? Where does what you know end and who you are begin? If you're ready to take a deep dive into introspective mechanics, welcome to the Inspire Here podcast, where two boss women have open, organic conversation on all things philosophy, self-improvement, and evolution. Get aligned with your core values, discover your vision, and elevate your essence to the very next level. Here are your hosts, Queen Bedra and Shivali Patel. To get to self-mastery, you have to start off with self-awareness, self-exploration, self-understanding, self-love, self-transformation, and the last on the top is self-mastery. So before we discuss further on these sections, I would love to ask you a question. Okay, I'm feeling a bit on the spot. Let's do it. What's the question? (laughs) All right, so I would like to know. Um, how do you know, how do you aware that now you have self-awareness? How can you tell? I don't think you can ever fully tell because everyone's always inside of their mind. We're always thinking a billion thoughts. And so it becomes really difficult to understand if you're truly aware since you're always in your mind. But asking questions and checking in with yourself is one way to become more conscientious of the items and actions you are taking throughout your day. Self-awareness is something that needs to change. It is going to evolve as you evolve because your ideas are changing. And as you go through lessons and you experience different things, you meet different people, the version of you is an entirely different version than you once knew or that you once were. And with that evolution also comes the evolution of your awareness. What self-mastery really looks like, I think it's asking yourself questions like, what are my priorities? What's important to me? What are my core beliefs and values? Things that we've talked about before here on Inspire Here. But also questions that are maybe a bit more aligned with, what is something essential that I'm potentially under-investing in? What am I underselling myself on? Is there something that I'm really good at that I'm not giving myself enough flowers on? What or who would you be without a certain thought you had? Checking in to see if something has really changed you. Has this idea changed you? Is it something you're okay with? What are your possible options? What are other ways you could respond to the situation? Could it be interpreted in a different way? 
asking those additional questions is something that plays directly into self-awareness. What about for you? What is sort of your idea of being self-aware? Being self-aware is when I'm able to caught myself in action or in thoughts or in emotion. And I know that this has to be changed. Awareness always leads you to change and develop into the better version of you. For example, I caught myself in the morning getting anxious about the unknown of the day of the future. Then I would be talking quietly inside and say, hey, everything is all right. You have to change the way you think about things. So that's when I realized that, okay, now this is the self-awareness because I am aware that I want to change into the positive lifestyle or positive direction of my life. And then when I know this, then it's come to like discovering where is this emotions coming from and how can I change it? That's the next step. So that's into the second one of the self-mastery. I was just going to say that. A self-exploration. When you're aware, then you started to, you know, capture the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions that happen inside of you. And you have to be able to validate it. That where is this feelings coming from? Is it because of my own thoughts? My feeling is it's internal or is it because of it's external? When you're able to validate it, it's then you're able to see where you have to fix it or where you have to work on. I'm pretty much on the same par as you when it comes to that stuff. Definitely self-awareness is the first step that leads into self-exploration where you are examining your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions. You're asking who would you be with or without that thought? Does it change the person that you are? Does it change the way that you approach your future? Does it change your past? And becoming more in line with your understanding of yourself and why you're doing something can eventually lead to the acceptance of who you are and that transformation and mastery you're looking for. A question for you is how often do you believe somebody should be asking these questions? Because as you evolve, as I said, you are also changing and your thoughts are changing, it changes the way that you are becoming self-aware. How often should somebody be checking in with their thoughts and ideas and feelings and emotions? I would say that it has to be as frequent as possible, but I know that we are not in that program in our brain that, hey, you have to check in with yourself all the time. It's come very naturally. I think that I am more aware than before comparing to the past years. This year, I have grown up so much emotionally and now I'm able to tell myself right away that, hey, this is the things that you shouldn't be doing. This is the feelings that you shouldn't feel. Or you can feel it, but then you have to state it where it's coming from. If you're able to make it into the routine, then it's absolutely great because checking in with yourself, it's like reporting to your own boss. So you have the task that you want to get done, and then you have all the challenges that you're facing. So it's nice to always shaking in. I would recommend it to do at least weekly. That's when you can, you know, develop faster. But for those into journaling, my way of journaling, it's also self-aware of a lot of things. And then I know that what I have to fix or what I want to work on. 
then I would say that that's already a daily things that I add to my plate. It's really up to you. I think it's really up to the person. My suggestion personally, I would say as much as frequent as you can, yes. Yes, as frequent as possible is the right answer. Yeah, because you don't know if it's going to be day, week, month. But it's all about practice, right? Once you get to the process mm -hmm. of knowing that ah, you caught yourself doing this, then it's come to you anytime and all of a sudden or when you walk on the street, you're thinking about something or not thinking, but then poof, this thing come up and like, oh, I could have done this differently. Or, oh, now I have to change. Different situations require different versions of ourselves, And the more frequently you are asking yourself different questions, you're considering the different ways you could react, you're considering different ways you could have maybe misinterpreted or not necessarily in every situation misinterpreting something, but let's say it's a high tension conversation or it's a crucial conversation with something that's starting to bubble up into something that could be negative, an argument or negative emotions, then asking yourself, did I misinterpret this? Could this have been said to me in a different way? What might the other person have been thinking? That's self-awareness, but it's also extending the compassion and acceptance you have for yourself to someone else as well. And that will be something that if you are frequently checking in with yourself for self-awareness, it will allow you to expand as a person in any situation. That's when you won't have as much resentment if you're only doing it once a week or once every month. That's where all the, the bigger guns get pulled out. And, and for you, I want to know, do you have like a place that you can go to inside yourself or maybe at home or some like specific special place for you? That when you sit in that place and then you have like so many, you know, awareness or flashback of the situations and you know that what you have to work on. It's my journal. I have a journal and I adore my journal. It is my safe place. I put in things that I've learned, things that I want to do, things that I don't want to be doing, my dreams, my aspirations, the person I am, things I'm grateful for, but also self-awareness questions, things that I'm battling, I'm thinking, how I'm changing. I try to document those things into a journal or into a Google Doc. Sometimes a Google Doc is great if you don't have access to the journal. And it's also a great way to go back into something that's everywhere now there's the cloud so if you upload something on google doc you can access it anywhere in the world and it'll always be there which is a really beautiful thing to think about that even years from now you'll be able to quickly type in 2022 into the search bar and yeah. quickly pull up a journal that you had written i tend to do a memoir every single year on the 31st of december or january 1st of the New Year, not because I believe in New Year starting a new version of you, but just because it's a good marker for me to reset and set some new goals and, and just restart the entire process of falling in love with myself. Which is the next one on the self-mastery letter. Self-love. Yes. <laughs> yes. Compassionate <laughs> acceptance for yourself. A lot of people really don't understand self-love. They mix up self-love with ego. Can you tell that in yourself before? Do you have self-ego? No, but I know what you were, well, 
Let me rephrase that. I don't believe personally that I have ego in the same sense of self-love. However, eh, to somebody else, if you ask somebody else, maybe, maybe. I would hope not. I would truly hope not because that is never my intention. But is it something that I can control the way that other people perceive me? No. No. And so it is possible that my self-love may be misaligned or misidentified. It might be a misnomer for the ego. But yes, there is a there is a thin line between self-love and ego sometimes in certain situations where you have to force yourself to open up and you might feel the friction within you. I've definitely had a circumstance of that where not necessarily to say that I was aiming for ego, but I had to ask myself if the friction I was feeling was ego or if it was truly just feeling a bit of suspicion of the ideas I'm being presented with. Have you had that yourself? Yes, I do. <laughs> exactly the same situation. Because sometimes we think the things that we choose for us, but then the other perceive that, oh, she's very ego, she's very self-centered. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about you, right? If you do you and then the right people, they would understand and accept it. You are not hurting anyone, but you are just not doing their favors or they wanted you to do. So sometimes that can, you know, annoy or piss people off. But I think it's totally normal. You cannot please everyone. Otherwise, you're going to be like kissing ass. <laughs> people pleasing. Sure. Don't do that. <laughs> For sure. I've yeah. known people who feel some kind of way about influencers. I mean, there's an entire Instagram account that's called Influencers in the Wild. And while it is entertaining, I also believe that it is a really difficult career to be in content creating all the time. I see your content and it is amazing how frequently you are able to post. You put out such amazing content. It is so hard. I have tried not to put out, you know, amazing images the way that you do, but even just in general, building content and trying to post three times a day, posting stories, reaching out to your followers and staying connected, engaging with them. It's a full-time job. And to be able to do that on top of everything you're doing is incredible. And not everyone understands that. Some people think, oh, she's so into herself. I am into myself. I can say that. (laughs) It's not a bad thing, right? But it's labeled labeled as that. And it's almost off-putting that self-love can be something that upsets someone that has nothing to do with your life. It's interesting, isn't it? But, you know, I just talked to my manager yesterday and now I'm changing. I still post nice, beautiful picture of myself. I'm obsessed with myself, I can say that. (laughs) As you should be. (laughs) Yes. But what I change is in the caption section. Normally, I would just put like a short code or like a really cool caption. I try to add value into it so that my followers can take something out of it. I used to do it back in the days before I entered Supra and I was doing it sometimes, but then I got lazy because I thought, oh, I have to post every day, you know, why do I have to post these long captions? And then yesterday was my first post that I wrote something that I want to send to my audience. And what happened was that three of my fans texted me because they read the message and they say how empowering it is 
to them and then how appreciative that I always create not only share the nice pictures or nice location that I've been but also share the feelings or experience in the hope that my audiences could develop themselves too. Yeah, so I think for the content creators out there, I know that you guys have amazing contents to share. Make sure that you keep going and doing it. You know, you are just one second that someone read, you're actually changing someone else's perspective. And that's the, the change that we can create together. Yes, social media is such a powerful tool. It's a platform you can use to impact so many lives that you otherwise wouldn't have access to. And it doesn't just go for social media alone. I don't think that if you're listening to this and you're not a content creator, you shouldn't take this in because regardless of what it is, I'm sure there is something in your heart you feel like you've wanted to work towards and you haven't had the courage to start because you're not extending yourself that self-exploration, that self-love, self-transformation, those things that play into your strengths that you want to do, but you're too fearful to do. And when you really put yourself out there, you stop caring what you think. There's that Instagram reel that's going around where there's two seconds of somebody stating something they're fearful of and then there's a pan into the universe that showcases just how tiny you are in the palm of the world you know what i'm talking about right i love stuff like that because it reminds you how truly minuscule you are in the universe and how what you are fearful of is i'm sorry to say it this way but just not important you shouldn't place so much power on your fears you know, it's reminds me of this book, Oneness with All Life from Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how he related us, human, to the cosmic and to the universe. We all related and all the self-love that we can pour into ourselves, we ac- actually can share back to the world. And that's like a few of energies that it will be, you know, uplifting the, the whole atmosphere, not just ourselves or our environment. And come to this, to self-love, is there anything that you do daily or weekly, you know, self-love? O'clock, I would say that. For me, I, yeah, sometimes I take a long bath hour, I have a candle and then I read my favorite book. What what do you do for your self-love time? It used to be me going to the gym. That was my self-love time. I loved going to the gym and strength training or doing some sprints to help me kind of not just on the hormonal side of things. There are so many health benefits to going to the gym, of course, but also to burn stress, to feel good about myself. I think when I feel great about my body, I feel great about my day myself in general. And that's a me thing, might not be an everybody thing, but that was my self-love o'clock. Right now I've been going through basically a back pain episode and I think my version of self-love now has become just spending time with my family. Not to say that that's not something I did before, but I feel like I'm doing it even more amplified now. I spend time with my parents, my sister, my grandparents, my aunt. I just bought this book. This book is amazing. I bought it on Amazon. It's called The Life Story of Whoever. So if it's your mom, you have one for the life story of your mom, life story of your dad, etc. Share me the link. I'm interested to check it out. For sure. Yes, I will send you the link. And this book allows your loved ones to share what their life story has been. 
We forget that everyone's life is as complex as your own. And for me, the self-love has really been in getting to know my loved ones even better because my parents gave me life and I'm so grateful. But I also want to take the time to know why they are the amazing people they are. And this book, I'll sit down with them. I'll ask them the questions in the book and I'll write for them. So it's a way for me to interact and get to know them. For example, just a simple question was, what was your earliest memory of your childhood? Or what did your parents do for you that you decided to do for us? Getting to know why they are the way they are, it warms my heart. And I'm really glad that it's a way that I can experience self-love and acceptance for who I am because of the teachings that they passed forward. Beautiful. Yeah. And when we have a lot of self-love that leads to Mm self-transformation, like internal and then external. Recently, I came back from my trip and then lots of people compliment me, but not from my outer looks now, but they say your energy has changed, how you, your eyes sparkling and you're so happy and And then they were like, what's really happened, Queenie? And I say, hey, you know what? I found myself. I found myself by traveling and then having this amazing partner. He showed me how to fully love and accept myself. Like even my shadow self. I always have been running away from her. I didn't like when I get upset easily. I didn't like when I procrastinate thing. But then he told me that it's totally normal for us because we are in the loop of the behavior that we are familiar to do but then if you accept it then then you welcome change so the past three months that was a life-changing experience trip for me and I could say that the transformation has been rapidly because I can see I can approach anyone if I want to be friend with someone or I want to get this job, I would just approach that person and say, hey, I want to do this. Are you up for it? And a person three months ago would be so embarrassed to walk up to someone, you know, and try to get things done or want to collaborate with others. I couldn't do that at all. But now I'm just, I'm not, I'm very fearful. I'm not fearful of anything. I'm ready to do whatever that I want to do. I follow my passion again, I speak from my heart, and most of the things that I share to people, it's come from love. There's no more hated, and that's a transformation that I got when you really embrace who you are. When you embrace who you are and when you become actively conscious of your emotions, increasing your emotional intelligence is an amazing stepping stone to self-mastery. Strengthening your will, obeying yourself, mastering your temper, your decision-making skills, your physicality, your spirituality, your heart, all of those things play directly into self-mastery and self-cultivation. Let me ask you, at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned something I read about Nietzsche. And he says that self-cultivation is really to free ourselves from narcissism. And so it's to achieve a more temperate and mature ego. So it's better for yourself and for other people. Do you agree? Do you think it's to free ourselves from narcissism? And why is that important? How can you tell if if it's like narcissism or not? It's your own opinions, right? It's really up to you. If you are a very optimist 
person, then you wouldn't think that way. Like, I wouldn't think the thing that I do or someone do to me perceive the ego image of them. But then I would understand from the point that if I'm in their shoes and this is what they choose to do, it's all right for them. I think it's all about how you open up and you support one another. Yeah, it's all... This topic, it's all about your opening. And the only way to, you know, become self-mastery, you have to open up and not put yourself or others in the box. People change through time and you have to accept that. And if you want to support them, you welcome them in your life. And if you feel that it's not necessary for you to support this one, then you have to let them go. And then if they supposed to be in your life, then they will come back around and then you will open up to them. That's the same thing with yourself. That's how I see it. It's all about opinion. Okay, interesting. According to the DSM-5, which is a resource that's used by many different health professionals, it's the standard classification for mental disorders. There is symptoms or specific markers for narcissism, I believe, inside of that. If you're interested in that, make sure that you read up on it. I'm not entirely sure if I would consider it opinion-based myself. Mm -hmm. That's not to say it isn't opinion-based and it can't be relative. So perhaps that should be something that we make an episode out of eventually. That would be interesting. However, narcissism, I think that while there are markers, I don't know if I agree with saying that everyone is narcissistic at some point because I think we're all just trying to do our best, trying to take our values and our experiences and the people we love with us. I remember something that I read and I crossed it. Um, narcissism, it's just a way to protect yourself, but you don't know the right way how to. That's why it's turned out that way. That's why you manipulate yourself or manipulate others. So if you're able to become aware and conscious, then you would not end up in this space. So we go back to the first tire of it, which is self-awareness. And I think we can prevent this in ourselves and in others if we can able to share that or, or straight up forward, you know. If you want to be friend with someone, you want to change someone, become friend with them just by saying honest truth and it's up to them if they're gonna take it or not and it's up to you if you wanna have that person in your life or not I completely see what you're saying I it, that makes sense to me all right so that's it for our episode 10 on self-mastery questions to ask yourself like we have mentioned earlier what is your core belief system what is your value in yourself who do you see yourself you want it to be in the future or what do you want to change work on yourself guys because no one can be your own best friend than you become your best friend and love who you are embrace every aspects of you when you able to accept that's when you able to develop and grow into the best version of you and that's it for today thank you for tuning in as always if you like this episode please subscribe like and share and we will be seeing you on the next wednesday and 
See you guys then. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to Inspire Here. Our passion is to have open, organic, real and raw conversations on everything from philosophy, self-improvement, to evolution, helping you to take a deep dive into your introspective mechanics. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope you've gotten something from it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, you can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Inspire Here. Take care, and we'll see you next time on Inspire Here.